If you've ever felt like an imposter, struggled with insecurities, or battled your inner critic, then this podcast is for you. Embrace humility and gain access to your real self by unlocking the power within you. So here's your host, Dimple Bindra. Welcome everyone to Supercharge Your Soul's Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dimple Bindra, and today I have one another amazing guest for all of you to hear, and his name is Dr. Arun Singh. So Dr. Arun Singh attended Adelphi University for undergraduate studies, and he is a 2008 graduate of Tufts University School of Dental Medicine. Following his graduation, Dr. Singh completed a one-year general practice residency at New York Hospital in Queens, New York, and he is proficient in all phases of general dentistry. He is especially passionate about cosmetic dentistry, fixed bridges, and dental implants. His patient philosophy is geared towards patient comfort, understanding of dental treatment, and establishing optimum oral health. And today, we are going to have a conversation with him on women's insecurity and confidence, especially when they're smiling. So if you are a guy, do not log off. This podcast is going to bring a whole new level of understanding for you and for your family. So everybody, let's welcome Dr. Arun Singh to Supercharge Your Soul Transformation Podcast. Welcome, Dr. Arun. I am so thrilled to have you on our show. And just so you guys know, he is my brother from another mother. Thank you. Thank you kindly. All right. So Dr. Arun Singh, I am... Can I call you Dr. Singh? No, you call me Arun. I should call you Arun? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I just want to give you, you know, all the credit and all the respect right here because it's your first time here with me. So I'm so thrilled and so excited. And I'm nervous at the same time. I'm talking to a doctor. Hello. So Arun, can you tell us about why did you get into cosmetic dentistry? I actually got into dentistry because I went against my father. Tell me how. Because my father's actually a dentist. Interesting. Okay. And my father told me straight up, do not become a dentist. It's just going to be working and you're going to be like hurt and it's just manual labor. And guess what? My elder sister, she's a gynecologist. My younger brother is a stomach surgeon. And they both look at me and they're like, oh, you got a nine to five, but yet we still got to do calls and this, that, the other thing. And I'm like, I'm chilling. I'm living my best life. And then my dad looks at it and he's like, oh, you're right. Dentistry is the most beautiful thing in the world, by the way. So to, to everybody in the world, everybody's listening to your podcast. If you want to become a dentist and you want to be in the medical field, it's the best thing because you work nine to five, you enjoy your best life. And you can still have a family life. That's amazing. So you basically, you're you're trying to say that you basically went against your father. He said, do not be a dentist. And you're like, no, man, I need to be a dentist, right? Yeah, I got accepted to medical school and dental school. And the same medical school that both my siblings went to. Uh And my father didn't speak to me for six months because I chose dental school over medical school. He was so angry with me. And I said, hmm, my life, I'm going to live my best life. Interesting. But why didn't your father want you to be a dentist? He was a dentist himself, correct? Because my dad came here as first generation. He came here straight from India. He had to do dental school. And then moving forward, you know, he had to face trials and tribulations. 
obviously, you know, had three of us, had to provide for us. So he, he didn't have the luxury of us, like all three of us have. You know, dad gave us a platform. My dad started from zero. We started from level 10, and now we're just elevating even more. But he had to start from zero. He had to be concerned about feeding the kids, putting clothes on their back, shelter over their head, those kind of things, you know? It's a whole other different story. Got it. So, doctor, tell me a little bit about common concerns women express when they come to you with dental insecurities. The most common dental insecurity is that women have unrealistic expectations. Really? Yeah, 100%. And like, if they have like a little rotation or if they have a little crooked tooth or if they have a little chip, then they're like, oh, I need to get this fixed. And it's like, mm, it's not realistic. Mm, interesting. So like, for example, I don't want to show my teeth right here on camera, but I am going to like whenever I smile, I'm like, oh, no, this thing is popping out. And why is this popping out? It, it sometimes it bothers me, too. So you do get women like me. Oh, absolutely. We get plenty oh. of women like that that want like a little fix. And then when you tell them, it's like, oh, it's going to be Invisalign. You have to pay six grand to fix one millimeter of a little bit of torquing. Then they look at you and like, oh, six thousand dollars just to fix that. No, I'm okay. I'd rather buy a bag. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're exactly right. You'd rather buy it. Okay, got it. So now more of a serious question that I get, I get asked a lot. And even because I work with a lot of women who go through trauma and domestic violence, I'm sure you see women coming in with different sets of teeth and they have broken jaw or broken parts of their face. So my question is, what do you feel are their deepest fears when they come to see you and they want to fix themselves? What? How do you help them? So the number one way I approach that situation when I feel like somebody's a domestic violence victim or in an abusive relationship is I will not treat them. And the reason why I will not treat them is up until they realize that they are not a victim anymore. Mm. They need to realize that they are in control. They're putting themselves in a position to be a victim. And so I can give them a $20,000 treatment plan. And granted, the gentleman who is abusing her will pay for it, no problem. And then a couple of years later, there'll be another $20,000 treatment plan. So for me, I'd rather just say, look, fix yourself first, fix your internal first, and then I'll fix your external next, because it doesn't quite make sense. Oh, wow. So you're basically giving them a tool so that they can be empowered instead of them just coming to you and saying, hey, fix my teeth. So you're telling them, I'm not going to fix your teeth until you let go of this name that you're calling yourself as a victim and you find the strength within you. Is that what you're trying to say? Correct. But I say it in a much more diplomatic way. I was just saying it very bluntly, but in a very nice way, I'll say to them, okay, well, how did this happen? How did your front four teeth get knocked out? And they always come up with an excuse. Oh, I fell. Oh, I slipped. This, that, the other thing. I'm like, okay, no worries. Well, up until then, until you can gather yourself and realize that, you know, you need to not lose your balance, then okay, then we can fix it because I, I don't want to charge you whatever money it is to fix it. And then you're going to break it again. So I never, I never directly attack. I never directly accuse them of what is going on in their life. I know, I know somebody hit you in your face. <laughs> I know somebody like you clearly tell, right? If you fell straight on your face like this, mm -hmm. you're only going to break your like front two teeth, front four teeth. That's that the other thing. But if you come in and your nose is black and blue, your eyes, you have raccoon eyes, clearly you got punched in your face. So, but I'm not going to 
kick somebody while they're down. Wow. Okay. That is a very, very good point. So my next question is for women who have undergone physical assault, and let's say you've already coached them on, you know, go and empower yourself first, then I'll fix your teeth because you're kind of telling them that you're going to fix it for the last time. And, you know, this will be the first and the last time and never again. How? That's my motto, actually. Mm -hmm. And not even with physical assault people, anybody that comes into my dental chair, it's always, I say, I'm one and done. I want to see you in hygiene appointments. That's it. I want to say hi. You got your teeth cleaned. Great. No new cavities. No new problems. Wonderful. That's amazing. So when these women do understand the concept that you're trying to teach them, they come back to you. They're like, all right, now I I get it. I'm done with that asshole who punched me in my face. I'm no longer going to give anyone the power to hit me again. How do you think rebuilding their smile helps in the healing process? So my core belief is the smile is the window to the soul. So if you can that. smile and it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what your face looks like. It doesn't matter how pretty or how ugly you are. But if you smile beautifully at anybody, you will catch their attention. You will drop the whole room for a second. And you'll be like, oh, why, why is that person so happy? That's right. Nice. No wonder, Dr. Singh, your smile is infectious. (laughs) (laughs) I just tried. So because we're talking about smiling, we often hear the term smile makeover. Can you explain how this can be a very transformative experience, especially for women who are grappling with past trauma? Smile makeovers actually make me feel quite uncomfortable. And the reason why I say that is because you see a lot of like Hollywood stars who are doing like all these veneers and looking like this, that, the other thing. It doesn't really matter what the shape and size of your teeth are. It's how you smile. It's how you present yourself. And so everybody wants like these perfect white chiclet teeth. And I'm like, okay, teach his own, right? Beauty is an eye of the beholder. I'm a firm believer in that. But Uh however, I think... You can have the most perfect teeth in the world, but if you smile, like it's never going to work, right? But if Mm -hmm. you have a full smile, then it works. And you can have the most crooked teeth in the world, but when you smile, if you can light up somebody else's life, that's all that matters. Exactly. Wow. I love that you have a very spiritual aspect to your dentistry. Absolutely. Okay. So what's your advice to someone watching right now and listening to you right now who might be a little hesitant or scared to seek dental care After experiencing trauma? The question is a little bit convoluted because you're talking about trauma and in regards to what changing. So first fix your inside, then you can worry about the outside. The outside is all just transparent. It just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. Look, when we were like in our 20s, we were all gorgeous and beautiful. As we get to our 40s, 50s, 60s, we're going to age, we're going to get wrinkle lines, you know, teeth are going to shift, your teeth are going to color. So who cares? Why not let your soul shine? Wow. So you're basically telling our audience that they have to seek the healing within first and then come to fix the outer part of them, right? Absolutely. It's amazing. It's amazing. What do you need the outside for, though? I mean, think about it, right? You look Mm -hmm. at all these beautiful people in the world. Oh, and by the way, I actually have a video on it, but I'll give you a little cliff note on it. What makes a person beautiful? Their soul. No, physically. I'm talking about outside. Oh, what makes a person beautiful on the outside? I think their smile. No, it's actually a science. So it's 
actually symmetry. So when you count it, it's called thirds. So when you look at it from your forehead down to your eyebrow line, Mm -hmm. eyebrow line down to the bottom of your nose, Mm -hmm. bottom of your nose down to your chin. If all all of those thirds Mm -hmm. are in proportion, then that's what makes you pretty. Then you take your eyes directly down the middle of your eyes and that gives you thirds, right? One, two, and then the middle third. Yeah. That's what makes people beautiful. Interesting. I had no clue. I'd never heard about that. Yeah. But the most interesting thing in the world, if you look at, what's her name? Anyway, she has a crooked nose. Mm-hmm. nose a little bit crooked, but mm-hmm. she's still considered one of the most beautiful people in the world. Oh my oh, God. It's going to drive me crazy. I had no idea that, you know, that the thirds can really make a person look beautiful. Interesting. So is my face part of the third process that you were talking about? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're my sister, so that's all right. Same thing. Oh, okay. This is good. While you look that up and get us the name of the celebrity who has a crooked nose and Dr. Arun Singh finds her very beautiful. My next question is that actually my last question. Penelope Cruz. What's her name again? Penelope Cruz. Interesting. All right. I'm going to definitely Google her because honestly, I do not know a lot of celebrity names. I'm not, I don't watch TV. (laughs) Yeah, she was in uh, quite a few movies, but yeah. But yeah, her nose is actually a little bit kinked. Interesting. I'll look her up for sure just to get, you know, and we'll also probably put her on this podcast just because you have mentioned her name. Great. So my last question to you, Dr. Arun Singh, is how do you see the intersection of dentistry and mental well-being? That's Shin well-being. So number one thing is I can do most perfect filling, most perfect crown. Well-being for people has to come from within first. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then if you restore like a smile in the front, like I'll give you an example. Okay. I have one patient who we'll call her patient A. She is one of my most favorite patients in the world. Me and her are like best friends. Okay. She came in and she presented herself, but she's a really, really tiny lady. I want to say mm-hmm. tiny, like really short but very mm-hmm. confident, right? Her mm-hmm. height, her personality makes up for her height because she's that strong of a person. But she's been like, had piecework dentistry, meaning like she had a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. And when she showed up, I was like, you look like Skittles. And she looked, she's like, what? And I was like, you look like Skittles. And she's like, what does Skittles mean? I was like, every single tooth looks different. Every single color is a little bit different. Every single shape is different. So I call it Skittles. Huh. I, talk, I talk to my patients very real. Uh-huh. And she started laughing. She's like, I've never heard anybody talk like that. I was like, you're never going to meet a doctor like me again. I was like, I'm just one of a kind. And she goes, well, what does Skittles mean? I said, give me five minutes. She goes, okay. So I sent one of my assistants out. I was like, right across from our practice is a gas station. Mm-hmm. I said, go get Skittles. And she goes, why? I said, go get them. So I opened up the pack of Skittles. I dumped it on the tray. I said, tell me, how many colors do you see? Red, blue, green, everything, blah, blah, blah. I said, that's your mouth. That's Skittles. Ah. She started started cracking up. She's like, okay, now I understand what you're talking about with Skittles. I said, yeah. I -hmm. said, if you want to do everything, we have to do everything all together. We're doing a full mouth rehabilitation. And the most interesting thing about her is that I wanted her to look natural. She's really, really small. I'll start from the beginning. Okay. So I had a very interesting patient. So then you open, oh, okay. You want to start the story again? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no worries. So yeah, I had the most interesting patient. She's like Mm -hmm. a really, really like tiny lady right? Around roughly our age. And she came, she presented 
and she wanted a full consultation. So I looked at her and I was like, okay, you're like Skittles. And she goes, <laughs> what does Skittles mean? I said, Skittles. I was like, your teeth are all different sizes, shades, this, that, the other thing. She goes, I still don't understand the concept of Skittles. So I sent out one of my assistants. There's a gas station right across from our practice. Mm-hmm. She went and bought Skittles, brought them back, opened up the Skittle packet, dropped on the table. And I was like, these are Skittles. And she goes, what does that mean? I said, you see all the different colors? That's your mouth. Oh, said, my God. I was like, either you're going to do all of it or you're going to do none of it. Simple. Huh. And what did she decide? She did all of it. She did all of it. It's a full mouth rehabilitation. But the most interesting thing about her case, when you were asking me about like how people reflect their mental health to their external, mm-hmm. I wanted her to look natural. I wanted her to have like natural shade like me and you, like, you know, yeah. like natural teeth. Yeah. She wanted chocolate white. When I say mm-hmm. chocolate white, like white, like a, like a shade of paper white. Yeah, and I said, mm, I don't think it's going to look good. And she goes, that's what I want. At the end of it all, finished the case. She put it in, inserted the case. She was so happy. I looked at her. I'm like, sweetheart, you're going to glow in the dark. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm happy. I'm absolutely happy. I said, okay, good. So when it comes down to mental health, it's like, you know, everybody has different perceptions in life. Mm. Everybody has different views on what they like and what they don't like. The one thing I can say is from... I've been doing this now for, what, 15 years? So in 15 years of doing dentistry, it's people have their own perception. And so don't judge anybody. Everybody just roll with the punches. Wow. Amazing. So to end our amazing interview with Dr. Arun Singh, my question to you is, my final question, what is your top number one recommendation for people that are listening to this podcast to help them with their mental well-being? What do you practice? It's very interesting because I knew I was going to talk to you today, right? And I actually had like three lines. I don't know which one to give you. Let me see which one will be hit me the hardest right now that will help our community. I think that's actually the nicest thing that I can think about. Like people who are in a bad predicament, the darker the night, the brighter the stars. Wow, this is so deep. Dr. Arunsi, I loved speaking to you, but I'm not going to go away. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a second one too. Just, give me a second one and and then tell me what do you practice for your own mental health? I need to know that for just to understand how oh, well, I'll tell you that first before I give you the next one. Sure. So, I am a very spiritual person. My family is not so much, but that's okay. That's on them. It's all for me. Whatever mm-hmm. you do, do for yourself. Don't do it because you need to have an expectation from somebody else or you need approval from somebody else. No. I wake up every morning. I do my five prayers in the morning. Then evening time, I do my one prayer. And right before I go to sleep, I do another prayer. And so I follow all the prayers. I'm sick, so that's what I follow. I don't follow everything, but at least I do my prayers. And I try to pick one line every day out of it that makes sense to me and keeps me calm. And... When actually for all the viewers, all your viewers, the best thing I can ever tell you is when you're down and out and you feel like really bad, just go outside, look up to the sky and say, you're right. Universe, you're right. I don't care what God you believe in. It can be whatever. It doesn't matter. Religion doesn't matter. You just look up to the sky and say, universe, you're right. I don't understand you right now, but I will one day. Thank you. Thank you for everything you've given me. And thank you for everything you've taken away from me because I didn't need it. So amazing. Wow, this is amazing. So for all our listeners and viewers, Dr. Arun Singh is telling everyone that your beauty is not 
just from your teeth and your smile is actually an internal job. He's also recommending everybody to follow the routine of prayer because he does that. And he believes that the power of gratitude is going to help you in your life, especially in your mental well-being. Dr. Arun Singh, it was a pleasure having you on our show. I and still got I'm, one more line for you. I got oh, my last yes, line. I forgot. I told the you. bonus. Tell me. I told you. The bonus. Tell line. us. Tell us the bonus. Yes. I want, I want everybody to really understand this line. Okay. It's because it's so profound, so deep, and I love it. If you shine bright, you cast a shadow. Wow. Amazing. So, always remember that. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I will remember that for sure. If you shine bright, you cast a shadow. Thank you so much, Dr. Arun Singh. I loved having you on our show and I love you so much from the deep core of my heart. Since you, you have, <laughs> since you have been in my life, you have made my life brighter and brighter every single day. So I'll see you next time. And to all of our listeners, always remember the mantra, metamorphosis, not medication. See ya. So that's it for today's episode of Supercharge Your Soul's Transformation. Head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing of a $15,000 value private VIP day with Dimple Bindra herself. Be sure to head on over to superchargeyoursoulpodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Dimple's gift. And join us next time.